Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to Ten of Meaning Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and I hope everybody is having a great day. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm having an awesome time. Yes. We had a great Bible study. Mm -hmm. Then we had another great Bible study. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. some Bible truths. Mm -hmm. Now we got to dive into the book of life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so we're in Romans 4. Yes. And we're going to be talking about how Abraham is justified by faith. Understanding that Abraham is justified by faith is to know that he was justified by God by his spiritual way he believed in God. Mm -hmm. Not by the things he naturally did, but by his spiritual belief in God he was justified. We talked about this earlier and and here's the thing about being justified by faith. And this is going to be something that's going to be echoed throughout this chapter. Is that you cannot worship and praise a spiritual God and believe you can get to heaven by natural means. Mm -hmm. Your natural works is not going to get you anywhere with the spiritual God. And we're going to learn that. We're going to get into all of that and what that means. Okay? okay. Romans 4 and 1, and it says, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? What was gained by Abraham according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. So if you are doing works in the church, and you're doing great deeds for people, and you're doing all the church work, and you're obeying the pastor, and you're doing all of these great things that's in the church, You can boast on it, but not before God. Mm -hmm. 
you can't boast on it by God's standards because God's standards is spiritual. Okay. And you just did a bunch of natural works. So you piled on all of these works that's in the church and you're always there and you're doing this and you're doing that and uh, you're in every program and you're in every meeting and you're doing all of these things in the church and you're helping out the pastor and you're helping the pastor's wife and you're doing all of these things in the church. But you're still not justified by God. Because all of those things are for your fellow man. And not for God. Now, he says, three says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, your interaction with God is what counts you to righteousness. Your prayers, your repentance. Right? Mm -hmm. Your belief in God. Abraham believed God. That's right. So it didn't say he believed in God, it said he believed God. Right? Which means somewhere in there, if you believe somebody, you have faith in them. Uh -uh. Right? Right. So his faith was in God, and because faith is a spiritual word, even though put, people put their faith in everything, <laughs> all kind of stuff. Yeah. But when you put your faith in God, where it's supposed to be, that's your spiritual self. Believing in the spiritual God, God sees that and count that as righteousness. Mm -hmm. Now, true righteousness is spiritual. Uh -huh. Why is that? Because true righteousness can only come from God, and God is spiritual. Mm -hmm. Right? God is a spirit. That's right. So everything he do is spiritual. That's right. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. So if you're working in a job, you get paid. Mm -hmm. That's not a gift. That's for a job well done. Right? right? You go to a job, you do a lot of work, you get paid for your work that you do. And uh -huh. five, it says, and to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So if you work, you justify by wages. <laughs> now, but if you believe in God, uh -huh. 
in whom justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So you can only get righteousness through the Spirit. Right? Mm -hmm. Just as David also speaks of the blessings of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Seven says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Now the only way you can have your sins forgiven, your deeds forgiven, and your sins are covered is by being in Christ. When you believe in Christ, everything can be forgiven because it's of a spiritual nature. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You're in Christ, which is a spirit, right? And you're working through the spirit, the spirit, not a spirit, but the spirit. God sees that and forgives you. Because he sees his son when he sees you. Eight says, blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. When God doesn't count your sin, it's because you are blessed in Christ. Uh -huh. What this is telling you as we get into these blessings. Right? Mm -hmm. These are the perks of being in Christ. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So blessed are, if you're in Christ, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will count his sin. He will not count his sins. Uh -huh. Nine says, is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? Uh -huh. Basically, is this for the natural people, Gentiles, or the people in Christ? Uh -huh. And then he says, for we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? So if Abraham's faith is counted towards righteousness, so is this for people in Christ or this for everybody? Right. And this is where we get it mixed up. And this scripture is going to straighten it out. Because it's too many times that we believe that everything, when you're in, uh, when when you in Christ or not in Christ, this goes for everybody. Uh -huh. So he says, "Is it not after before, or is it not after, but before he was circumcised, he received the signs of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness." That he had by faith. While he was still uncircumcised. Which means. His faith was working before circumcision. Mm -hmm. 
So you can count the circumcision and say, okay, well, once he got circumcised, his faith kicked in, and then that's what God recognized. But that's not true. His faith kicked in before he was circumcised. So his faith is what sealed him. Before circumcision. Because circumcision within itself is a natural work. And because Jesus Christ has died on the cross for us, whether you get circumcised or not, you can still be heavenly bound uh -huh. if you ain't Christ. Right. If your faith is in Christ, whether you get circumcised or not, you're still in Christ. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right? That's right. And this is what Paul was trying to get over to the Romans. You don't have to be physically circumcised. Mm -hmm. Spiritually circumcised in the heart. Uh -huh. But not naturally circumcised. Uh -huh. Especially to the Gentiles. The purpose was to make the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. And to make him the father of, of the circumcised, who are not merely circumcised, but also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. This was all to show you that before Abraham was circumcised, his faith was working, and God was God noticed him before circumcision. So, if God noticed him before circumcision, God would know you before works. Amen. You see. Mm -hmm. Thirteen says, "For the promise to Abraham." and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law but through the righteousness of his faith we know that because the law came later the law didn't come till Moses way before Abraham mm -hmm. so he wasn't justified through the law he was justified through his faith for if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. And people believe the promise was made through circumcision, but the promise was made through faith. Amen. The promise was made through Abraham's faith. And as a result of sealing the deal on it, God told him to circumcise his household and everybody connected to him. You see? Uh -huh. But the promise was given first through faith. For the law brings in 11, I mean in 15, 
for the law brings wrath, but there is no law. But where there is no law, there is no transgression. <laughs> There's no law against faith in God. Mm. <laughs> right? right? Mm. 16 said, this is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring. Not only to the ad adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, uh -huh. who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of, God, of the God in whom he believes who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. He's sucking air. And hope he believes against hope. Mm -hmm. That he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. See, so he says in hope he believed against hope mm. how do you believe against hope in hope mm. my hope is in Christ mm -hmm. but my hope is not in I hope he will do it I know he will do it. Say that, say that. Mm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's how you hope. In hope, he believed against hope. Because right. all my hope is in Christ. But my hope is not against what God can do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a difference. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That he should become the father of many nations as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. Now he didn't hope against what God told him. He believed that. Uh -huh. My hope is in God, but I'm never going to discredit or not believe in what God told me. Mm -hmm. say, say. He says he did not weaken in faith in 19 in his faith when he considered his own body which was a good which was as good as dead since he had about a hundred years old. He was about a hundred years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Uh -huh. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Uh -huh. And see, the more things that, or the more faith we have in God, and the more we see 
the things that God tell us come true, the stronger our faith becomes. The hard part is the waiting period in between the things that God has given you. It becomes a waiting game and it becomes, can you wait this out? God tell you you're going to do something and you hear it in a dream or you hear it from somebody else, somebody prophesied to you and you believe it. But do you believe it for a while? Mm. Or do you just believe it? You know? He did not he did not weaken in his faith when he considered his body. Even though I'm a hundred years old, I God say I'm gonna have a baby, I'm gonna have a baby. Right. Say so we're gonna have this baby. But y'all uh -huh. oh, never mind all that. God told me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You ever seen old people that you just can't tell them nothing because they know everything and no matter what you tell them, they ain't changing their mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No unbelief made him waver in 20 mm -hmm. concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. God promised him, he 100 years old, he said, I'm going to be the father of all these nations. I'm about to die. But God said, but God said, uh -huh, uh -huh. but God said, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. You remember when you was little, my mama said, uh -huh. <laughs> can't nobody tell you nothing because your mama said, yeah. right? Uh -huh. My daddy said, uh -huh. you can't tell me nothing because I heard my daddy told me. <laughs> when you are little and you're a kid like that, can't nobody tell you nothing if your mama didn't told you something else? Uh -huh. <laughs> So true. Your faith will not waver on your mama and your daddy when you're little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what teaches you. Uh -huh. This is what this is where Abraham is. Twenty-two. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Uh -huh. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. So we can understand where the truth is. And the truth lies in our faith and not in our works. Right? It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord who was delivered up from our trespasses and raised for our justification. Now, how was Jesus raised 
for our justification. Because all of our all of our belief, all of our learning, all of our teaching is in through Moses and the prophets. Uh -huh. Right? Uh -huh. And the Moses and Moses and the prophets tell us that there was a Messiah coming. And then he came. Uh -huh. And then he died. And then he resurrected. Uh -huh. Now our belief in him is justified. You see? Justification can only come through Christ Jesus. That's the only way you can be justified. There is no other justification but through Christ. So we have to know that we have to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior to be justified in any way and to obtain everlasting life. That's right. Amen. 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 Father, we just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you for these scriptures today. Uh -huh. We thank you that we are able to understand that circumcision and non-circumcision doesn't matter when you are in Christ Jesus. Father, we just thank and praise your name. That we understand that your son Jesus Christ died for our sins. Uh -huh. And he rose again. Now we all have a chance at everlasting life. If we come to you. Uh -huh. Father, I ask you to look upon anyone who is looking to come to you. Wanting to come to you. Watching this broadcast. Allow their hearts to open. And allow Jesus Christ to become their Lord and Savior. And Father, as they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh -huh, uh -huh. they will be saved uh -huh. according to your scripture. Father, we thank you. We praise your name. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. 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 Stay blessed and faithful. Hi. Thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.